Good morning, class. Welcome to Art Eater Podcast number 52. Hey, Sean from the editing room. Uh, this is, in fact, uh, episode 53. Uh, that's all. Enjoy the episode. Happy Year of the Tiger. So this year, on February 1st, 2022, uh, that's the beginning of the new year, according to the Chinese uh, Luni Solar Calendar. And this year is the year of the tiger. To, so to celebrate, we're going to be talking about our favorite tigers in video games. But uh, first, a quick roll call. So I'm your host, Richmond. I'm the founder of ArtEater.com. I run a game development and art outsourcing studio. So my background is in uh, art and animation. I make games and animation for a living, and I'm really happy to be here, you know, uh, every week to hang out with with these dudes and just shoot the breeze and talk about cool stuff. Hey, uh, this is James Stanley, better known as uh, Beefy Kunoichi on uh, Twitter. I am a storyboard artist, character designer, and uh, I'm always happy to be here, uh, especially talking about tigers. Tigers are so cool, so uh, it should be a fun one. Hey, bonsoir, this is Thomas, uh, your favorite French webmaster. Um, very happy to be here again to talk about tigers. Uh, th that's probably one of the most hilarious subjects that I ever did in podcast, and I did a lot of podcasts, so I'm very glad I'm doing this with you guys. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Right. Yeah, it's going to be super it. fun. Okay, let's get let's, it. Let's get into it. Uh, who who wait, wants wait, to I gotta go. Oh, oh, oh my god! Sorry, oh my sorry. God. Did you forget about the boys. Oh, oh, oh. oh my goodness! Oh, no. you, you forgot the real tiger of us yes. all. I know, right? <laughs> like the the only one that can actually fight a tiger and maybe win, and you yep. forgot him. What's up? Uh, it's Adam. Pleased to be here. Salut, salut. Uh, I'm a game developer, level designer, pixel artist, international taekwondo fighter, as was just mentioned. Uh, I go by Adrian Twitter. You can find me out over there. But yeah, let's go. Let's get into it. Let's go talk about some tigers. All right. I, I got ahead of myself. I'm just, uh, yeah, very <laughs> excited about <laughs> okay, this topic today. It's such a we, random you, topic. You're just so amped. You're so hyped for it. I, it's, yeah. it's it's totally understandable. It's okay. fine. It's all good. All right. Um, Adam, why don't, why don't why don't you start? What you uh, got? Cool. Speak. Uh, okay. What what do, what do I have? A very good question. So, we were talking about tigers today, and there are so many different tigers to speak about and to think about. One thing which I wanted to bring to everyone's attention was the wonderful game Bloody Raw. Oh, anyone, heard, anyone, hey. anyone heard? Of this? Hey. Anyone, yeah. anyone heard of it? Yeah. Just yeah. maybe. Just maybe. Right. Just possibly. Just, just possibly. So, for those who don't know, for those who are, haven't heard of it, Bloody Roar is a series of fighting games created by Hudson Soft, and they were developed together by 8ing. And also, uh, the series got uh, published by multiple different companies, inclu including like Virgin Interactive, Activision, and Konami and stuff. But it is an excellent series of fighting games. Mm -hmm. Fighting games in which the players have the ability to transform into a half-human, half-animal creature known as like a zoanthrope. So you can kind of become a half, like anything that you can think of. So, for example, a tiger, which I'm about to speak about, but there are other types of animals too. So other characters in the mm -hmm. game, you get to sort of activate a, a mode of, of swords and then you can, in, in essence, just become half of whatever and you get to get some of those characteristics. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the character I'm about to speak about today is called Shenlong. So this is this this is this uh, <laughs> character with that beast form being the tiger. So it's really interesting because it's actually a clone of the character called Long, who first appears in Bloody Roar 2. 
and there's they also appear as an alternative boss fight as well and they're kind of like the main antagonist of like that story so it's very very interesting but they have a fighting style of kenpo and also another fighting style is called bajikwan or bajikwan i think it's called but it's chinese martial mm. art martial art it features like a lot of really interesting like short range powerful explosive moves famous for like lots of elbows and shoulder strikes you'll see a lot of this um, utilized by other characters in fighting games like uh, like Karen with her elbow utilization and stuff like that too she uses a lot of like shoulder spinning strikes too we have a lot of these even some in taekwondo as well which I am a practitioner of we have a variety of different sort of like spinning and also sort of like reverse turning elbows as well but yeah just wanted to speak about Shenlong a little bit really cool character mm. very very full of a, an arrogance that sort of like fits with with regard with, with regard to their fighting style too, like they've got a really interesting, to aggressive kind of like personality, but backed up by a lot of confidence. And I think that speaks that that comes through when when you listen to them speak, when you see how it is that they dress, when you see how it is that they fight and how they stand. But also on top of all of that, just the idea of like a tiger itself. Like when you think of something like dangerous in like a in beast form, lots of people will go to like lions or like a jaguar or like a cheetah or just something some, something else like that. But tigers are incredibly dangerous. They are formidable uh, beasts. They are very heavy, very fast, very strong. They have a massive uh, ability to bite and their jaws and their jaws are very powerful. And I think that when you look at a character like Shenlong, you get that uh you get that feel for like a like a tiger. You get that intimidation factor, I think. It's very interesting. Yeah, very very cool. Yeah, great. Yes. Great character. I was uh, my my choice was actually my first choice was Jinlong, the 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 guy that he's cloned from. So, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. On the same wavelength, the the bloody roar games Absolutely. are so so cool. Like uh, um, the first one came out in arcades in '97, and then I think it was ported to PS1 in '98. And uh, in within the next six years, they would have uh, aiding developed uh, five five bloody roar games for uh, published by like three different companies. It's kind of um, all over the place, but that was that was their main series for a good while. And I, I feel uh -huh. like especially the first two, they were so impressive. Like yeah. I, I think they're the two two of the best looking games on PS1. Like the the low mm -hmm. poly graphics still look really good today, and the animation mm -hmm. was awesome. I think um, yeah, I think it was one of the only PS1 games to really run at sixty frames per second. They really optimized it, oh. and uh, the animation's so good. Um, just Jin Long's animations, like like you were saying, um, they, they have this you know this awesome uh, Chinese martial arts feeling to it, uh, but it's not the typical like wushu that you see that's like real graceful. Like you said, it's it, it's really forceful, like kind of almost brutal movements, but but still really Very refined. Yeah. yeah, super aggressive looking, and it, it fits the character so well. You know, so so Jin Long, he's a wear tiger. His story is that he he's uh, he's from China. He became an assassin, you know, because of his ability to transform. He doesn't need weapons. He can just kill with his hands. Uh, and then eventually he, um, he, he tries to drop out of that lifestyle, right? He tries to become a hermit, but you know, his, his group of assassins come after him and, um, yeah, he's just a really awesome character. And, uh, you know, he kind of reminds me of, um, Adam, you're, you, what are your favorite characters? John, John Talbain, right? This idea of a martial Absolutely. artist. Who's a beast, but then he uses martial arts to kind of like temper that, right? Because his his moves are half like super refined, then half like just real like bestial. Like it's yeah, really, really awesome combination. 
Yeah. Absolutely. That's one thing which I love a lot, actually, just the fact that you can see the technique and the form, and you can also see the moments in which like he actually paces himself. So, for example, I'm just watching a, a video of like a red combo here, and there's a there's a grab sort of like finish that he, that he utilizes. But right before he you know hits a person for the final move, he does it something which we do in Taekwondo even where like you sort of slow yourself down just for a moment, and then you allow you allow yourself to fully sort of. Uh, impact someone with the with a chambered shot after just waiting just a fraction of a second but it, it's that it's that ability to sort of like go from being sort of like forceful and rough to being more smooth and slow for only a little bit and then actually fully extending a motion and a move and then hitting somebody so it's just yeah it shows that martial artist uh, that, that martial artist skill set and that and that lifestyle is just it, it's so visible there so oh, you can man. see a lot of it yeah oh, dude you just so perfectly described like just the cadence of his combos if you, if you watch you know like uh this game or play it yourself yeah yeah you nailed it yeah yeah it's um Absolutely. I, I was looking it up so i think jin long he uh practices uh chinese martial art uh, kenpo and then i think it's called the uh, xing yi chen uh which is similar to um the, the other martial art that you mentioned which uh so his movements are a lot like 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 you said um um like the the shoulder strikes and the stomps and stuff you, you see that in other fighting game characters like uh like especially uh, akira from uh, virtua fighter I, I think of course yeah very very similar um absolutely and all and and also just by the way as well he he goes into like different forms of like a of, of like a ready stance type of a type of a thing like just at the very end like mm. it's really a, it's really interesting we um we at the end of uh at the end of our patterns of our form we call them pumse but whilst you'd be be uh, preparing to finish uh, the master would say baro and then you'd come back to return and then show means like relax so like it, he he does that he he puts wow. his arms up and he sort of just like breathes like whoo just like okay we're done like I, I like that a lot very cool yeah yeah like he really does feel like the martial artist out of the whole cast right because not not uh, a lot mm. of them are just you know they're, they're just monster people right they don't necessarily um have a fighting style they're not trained martial artists but like he really mm -hmm. feels like you know like that dude is a martial artist he he studies you know how to fight formally yeah mm -hmm. yeah okay i'll go next then yes, i yes. have my own uh, my own character from a fighting game but it's not going... I think you all have ideas about who I'm, I'm going to talk about, and it's not going to be her. I'll talk about her later. I'm going yeah, to talk sure. about Tiger Jackson from Tekken. Oh, oh Thomas. Oh, cool. you, stole, you stole one from me. Oh. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. So if you don't know, you probably... If you played Tekken in the past, you probably know Eddie Gordo. So, who's a, um, a Brazili br from Brazil, uh, Capoeira master. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why in Tekken 3 they did a, a palette swap for another, um, uh, for, for Hedy. And this palette swap was Tiger Jackson, which is how to describe it. It's, oh. <laughs> It's a no. um, black exploitation. Uh, yeah, disco black exploitation disco capoeira guy, but mm -hmm. uh, he's super funny because uh, he's more. He was he was wild. I remember playing him in uh, in Tekken Three, and uh, when we were doing because I suppose everyone here who played Tekken Three did mirrors of Eddie Gordo while mashing buttons 
all day. It and, always uh, happened. Yeah. <laughs> and that that was a nice way of uh, differentiating uh, to have a kind of palette swap, which wasn't very common at the time, to be honest. And uh, since Eddie Gordo was super popular, it was cool to have a, an alternate character. He doesn't have a lot of, he doesn't have a, a bio or personality or anything, but um, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a nice throwback to uh, past Tekken history. The last time he appeared was actually 10 years ago in 2012 uh, in Tekken Tag Tournament 2 because they added all characters that, uh, all official characters that appeared in the previous games. So they added him again. Nice. And I want to note that he had, in this version, he had LEDs everywhere. Like <laughs> he has LEDs on his trousers, yeah. on his glasses. You mean lights, like LED lights? Yeah, light, LED lights yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere. So he's, he's shining like from everywhere. And what's super My funny is tell. that, yeah, the, the game is already a, a very noisy game like very festive game too so tiger really added something to, to to the rest of the game because some characters in tekken they are very serious and i like that tiger is from a period of tekken where they were very very not serious at all like uh remember the kangaroo the the t-rex uh oh, yeah, the Dr. Boss, gone yeah. Gone, Gone yeah. uh, Doctor Boskonovich, um, things like that. And Tiger is from, is from this period, and uh, we don't see funky characters like that anymore in um, in uh, in Tekken. So, I wanted to give the shout out to him. Yeah, the only the only one I could think of would be someone like Lucky Chloe, another like feline yeah. kind of based character. But like, yeah, they've got the similar kind of a as a poppy, friendly, funny, just like enjoyable vibe to them. Very vibrant mm-hmm. character. So I feel I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. like it, it does. It's like I said, he doesn't have a a past, a future, and, and anything. Just the look works, and you're like, yeah, we we understand. It's a disco guy that love that loves LED lights with an afro, and uh, he's, do, he's doing capoeira, which is basically a fighting dance. So uh, it kind of matches. <laughs> that's 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 really like, oh yeah, that should work. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying to remember. So in the original Tekken three, like in the arcade, if if you did a mirror match, would the second person be forced? to be uh no no i think you had to unlock him uh in some way and uh he he doesn't have a storyline and i don't remember but uh, i think you have to you had to unlock it okay so it's like a easter egg okay tiger is available after beating the story mode 16 times with a different characters to use him the player must go to eddie gordo and the character select screen and press either the start button or the triangle button yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's it. Yeah. So he's, <laughs> he was pretty much just like a fun Easter egg to put in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Who's next? So I'm going to jump in because I, I have a feeling that, I don't know, I am very perceptive of, of Tomas's words. Uh, I feel like he's going to take another one of my <laughs> characters <laughs> for this. So right. I feel the need to uh, to jump in. So my relationship with Tekken has always been like a strange one. Uh, I don't know. I may have said this on the podcast before, but I have like weird rules in my brain of like who I normally play in Tekken. 
first the first rule I had was I only played characters that wore suits, right? So oh, really? I played I played Dragonoff, I played a little bit of Heihachi, I played Lydia. Uh, yeah, I played Lydia. Uh and that kind of was what got me through Tekken. And then there was like one exception that I had where it's like as long as you were amazingly gorgeous and like peculiar or weird, I would play you. So I played a lot of Safina, actually. I think yeah. I'm the only person on the planet who's like a fan of Safina and Tekken, but uh, <laughs> you should but, see on tournaments. <laughs> She's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, really? Okay. See, yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. So there's one other exception that I almost made, and it's weird. And I think either Zafina interrupted me from doing this or kept me from doing this. Uh, and this character is uh, Kazumi. No! Uh, yeah, see, I knew it. I knew you were going to take it. I knew you were going to take it. You're, taking, to, you're yeah. taking my main. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, so, <laughs> so the thing is, <laughs> when, when I saw this character, um, I was like, hey, look, that's Chizuru from King of Fighters. I, I should play her. <laughs> and, and then a tiger came out. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I have to play this character. This is insane. Because mm. when, you, when I looked at Kazumi, like, my first thought was, you feel like before I saw the tiger, I was like, you feel like an extremely elegant virtual fighter cameo. There's something about her design that sort of made Very me think reasonable. less Tekken. Yeah, it made me think less Tekken and more virtual fighter. But then when I saw her come out with the tiger, I was like, oh no, that's the Namco Bandai like flair and flavor. And then the thing about her is when she does combos, they look super elegant and like really cool looking. Like the rhythm of it is cool, but then interjected in between like her combos is her tiger actually attacking people. <laughs> and it is the most amazing uh, synergy between elegance and just brute force. Uh, <laughs> because this tiger just comes out and like thrust at you with its entire body mm-hmm. and then leaves. And it's just like, you see this beautiful woman stand. You don't see the tiger because you're getting hit. So it's like, I imagine the opponent is looking up and they're like, I feel like I got hit by like 800 pounds of like primal anger but then I look and see this beautiful woman. So it's like this very yeah. strange sort of uh, like experience. And uh, to me, she's probably one of the one of the more interesting uh, characters in video games that actually implements tigers. Yeah. The the what's funny about it that she has I think four appearances of the tiger. Uh, five five appearances. One of them is uh, if you play Tekken, you probably know that the down forward plus. Plus two, so two. it's uh, it's the backward punch. I think is mm-hmm. the is the launcher in Tekken. That's the basic move that almost everyone has that launch your opponent in the air. And in the case of Kasumi, she's like she leans down. You know, like this this March Simpson meme, like she's super dumb. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. going to yes. punch she's she, swinging. She, she she goes down like this. So so her move is actually eye crush, which mean which means you can't. Uh, touch her while she's doing it and she jumps just like she's doing a tiger uppercut uh, yes. uh, like like Sagat in Street Fighter but an actual tiger up <laughs> appears from <laughs> yes. nowhere and punches with you he has the pawn raised in the air and when you when you pause the game and use the um, the, the the free camera that you have on PC and you look at the tiger the tiger is smiling <laughs> I'm not even kidding. The tiger is smiling. So that that's super fun. That's super fun. That's what that's one of the riskiest moves she has. Like it's not a super good move actually because you can't 
combo that much after that. But yeah. it's so satisfying when you push when you when you place it on an opponent. It's like, hey, I I, I did this super risky move, and now there's a smiling tiger <laughs> punching you in the face too. So that's it's, incredible. It's kind of like that metaphorical one. Like even if you lose the match, if you land that, it's like you won in some way. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. like that's that's how that works. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I had to jump in because, like, it was the way that the Tomas said it. He was just like, "Well, I'm not going to talk about her yet," and I already knew. I was just like, nah. "Clearly, he's talking about Kazumi." You so, uh, I mean, listen, I learned from the best man. <laughs> <laughs> There's also she also oh has um, two, three. I think three other moves. I think it's four moves in total. But one of the one of the others that I really love is that when you do one plus two she does a um, left right like uh, move and uh, when you when uh, when it connects when the two it connects there's actually a tiger the, the tiger appears and like uh, leaps at you like uh, like you're nothing and um, no it, it leaps at you he takes um, he pushes four legs on you and then he jumps out like you're <laughs> Like as if you were a wall, and you know you you, you throw a cat on the wall, and is uh, going to push his uh, his little pounds and uh, jump off. Yeah, got it. Jump jump up, jump off from it, and uh, except that it's a tiger and it's your in your opponent face. So that's uh, that's something, I guess. And the two others moves that I really like is that when you do um, when you do a kind of Kazumi has a stance where she does a, 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 a knee, and after that she can like um, move forward, and the tiger can also attack at the same time. And there's also you can also call the tiger freely, like uh, you're moving and all. And one of them, the tiger just jumps like uh, I don't know, like a cat out of a bat, you know. And one <laughs> and the other, the the tiger fall from the sky while rolling like Sonic's Hedgehog on your opponent. <laughs> That's amazing. So that's it's so brutal. That's so good. That's so good. So, yeah. 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 If you if you guys can see, I just I just dropped a few gifts in the chat. But like, yeah, yeah like, great, there's, a, there's a there's a whole bunch of these moves which is just so kinetic. Like they've got this beautiful fiery set of effects to them as well. Like the orange and black always works very very well with mm-hmm. obviously tiger like colors just generally. But yeah, it just really really just accentuates like uh, you were saying earlier, like the the brutality, like the force, the rawness that you mentioned in there, James. But yeah. I really feel that it's cool. Yeah, elegance and power. Yeah. <laughs> like, <So> look, <laughs> I just found screenshot I did <laughs> in the past from the. <laughs> oh, <wow>. the... <laughs> oh, that's great! <laughs> that, the tiger is so funny, so <laughs> so funny. Yeah, so yeah, that's uh, that's Kazumi for you. And uh, if you're just picking Tekken Seven, the, the game is. Very often um, sold at ten bucks, and Kazumi is inside the the main game without DLC, and she's a very beginner friendly character. Actually, she's like um, she's um, uh, Mama Mishima, basically. So she has the the same rule of all the Mishimas that you have to uh, focus on fundamentals, except she has no complicated um, inputs. Like everything is quite simple with her, so very great character. If you want, if you want to play a kind of you know Ryu uh, character in Tekken, like the, the the basics, but you don't want to learn Korean backdash and uh, 
and uh, one frame uh, electrics, Kazumi is good for you. So pick her and try, and you'll have fun. Nice. Okay, Richmond, your turn. All right, all right. So uh, you, you guys were talking about a very elegant, you know, uh, graceful character. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it old school, back to 1989, to one of the most brutal, <laughs> violent beat em ups ever made. Uh, Techno Knight. Tecmo Knight. Do you, oh, you guys remember Tecmo Knight? Yeah. Okay, okay. AKA Wild Fang. Oh my god. I loved this game. It, it's an old arcade beat-em-up, and um, it was uh, probably, before Mortal Kombat, this probably was like the most violent <laughs> game you were likely to encounter in an arcade. It, it, it just had this really gruesome tone to it. Like, the intro is just like these monsters eating people. Like, a guy gets his head bit off, and then like, there's just a woman who like, just the the monster's holding a knife. It just like goes like like right into her head. It's just crazy, and uh, it, yeah. So this game is just in the super violent. Probably like it, it feels like a crazy going to guy comic. It, it is very like violence Jack inspired, um, and you play as you know the Tecmo Knight. It is made by Tecmo, so you know they're they're really putting their all in this game. So you play as the titular oh. Tecmo Knight. One or two players. And the thing is, your, your guy's a little human, but everything you fight is gigantic. Like, everyone else is just a monster. Uh, so to to combat them, you, you can um, change, you, you ride on stuff. So by default, you're riding on the back of just a giant man. <laughs> it looks like yeah. a, a Master Blaster from Thunderdome or, 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 or like oh 80s Prince. On, on, he used to like ride around on his bodyguard, right? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So anyways, like you're a little dude, or really you're a human-sized dude on a giant man, but then you can also switch to riding on a tiger. And to, to me, whenever I think tigers in video games, I think of uh, Tecmo Knight, you know, <laughs> riding on top of the tiger. And um, when, when you're on the tiger, uh, the tiger's faster than, than the, the big dude, and the trade-off is you do less damage, but you're swinging a mace. So the character swings a mace uh, from the back of the tiger, and then the tiger can jump <laughs> on monsters and start mauling them. Yeah, like a like a grab attack, and you you could chain the 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 grab attacks because he'd hop on their backs and just start slashing, and then um, if you succeeded, the the monster's head would pop off, and then you 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 could chain it by landing on top of someone else and you know maul them, and then their head pops off, and there someone else is in the right distance, you could keep it going. It was just an insane game. Oh man, good, and it, it had the craziest uh, continuous screen too. Um, yeah, oh my god. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at some uh, continuous screen stuff now. It's just crazy. Like, yeah. this is uh, a character, and they're trying to stop themselves from being bitten down by a by a monster, it seems like, so with, with some giant, like, fangs. So basically, you know how in, like, lots of different fiction, whenever there's a character in trouble, and, like, they're inside of, like, the mouth or something, and it's biting down, but they're kind of, like, stopping it from biting. So they, they're, like, using their hands to, like, push the teeth or the gums or, or the mouth or whatever, and they're trying to stop it from crushing them. That's what's happening here. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It it, it would make make you feel terrible. Like if if you're a kid at the arcade and you're out of quarters, then you just helplessly watch like the countdown, and the the jaws just get lower and lower until the guy. It's it's yeah. the same feeling of uh that Ninja Gaiden arcade. Yep. yep. Also by Techno. Yeah. 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 Where you're just like you you feel so you you feel for for Ryu. You're like oh my god, I need to get my quarters so he doesn't yeah. die. Yeah, 
you know it's that same and, vibe for it, sure and in techno night if you run out not only does the monster eat you but to add insult to injury like a wolf man wearing wearing a viking helmet with an axe pops out of the screen and he says no future it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like so, so what a way to rub right. that in yeah and what's funny is that do you i think you all remember dragon's crown oh yeah you yeah, oh, yeah. You, can, you can mount a saber tooth uh, kind of oh, yeah, lion yeah, yeah, yeah. tiger in Dragon's Crown, like totally. uh, in some stages. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was kind nice. of an homage to Golden Axe and 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 this game. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, probably, there, there yeah. weren't any tigers in Golden Axe from what I, uh, I don't mm-hmm. think. Yep. So that that's my favorite video game tiger. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah, I, I I dream of remaking this game. I I, I hope someday I can convince them hey. to like give me that license. <laughs> oh, that's a very I, underrated I can, game. So I have one more that I want to add in here. Oh, yeah? That uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's an interesting game. I feel like it's a it's a game that kind of like stands in the peripheral of uh, I guess people spectrum of uh, fighting games. Uh, I feel like if uh, if Street Fighter Three didn't exist, uh, this game either would have existed and kind of been in its own little weird category or. Or maybe not, but uh, I want to bring up Marshall Masters. Oh, This game is like, uh, I like to call it like Crystal Light CPS3. Yeah. Uh, because it's it has its own sort of, there's, there's particular philosophies behind like how the sprites work that are similar to like mm-hmm. the Street Fighter 3 games and like how Parallax works in the background and all that stuff. But it has this sort of quirky uh appeal to it that is sort of off kilter but very confident in what it is and it's beautiful and uh i want to talk about a character whose name depends on the release of the game i think uh i think they had a full name like leon holt but their name in certain versions was just tiger uh and he looks kind of like roy from uh rival schools uh except he He doesn't have the jacket, right? Like, he's just this very big... It's sort of like if... You know what he feels like? He feels like if Capcom designed, like, Disney characters and put them in a fighting game. <laughs> yeah, like, he has this... Even, like, a blo- like blonde, like, uh, Gaston. In his yeah. Like, yeah, he looks, yeah, he has... He's, like, CPS3 Gaston. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he has a lot of moves that are... I know that's such a weird statement to say, but it's so Nobody applicable. Like, he's like, like Gaston. Nobody he, parries like Gaston. <laughs> 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 yeah, if, if if Gaston actually had a a, a tiger uppercut, he would use his entire shoulder. Like that is that is exact. Like sh- his shoulder and his back. Uh, but I posted like a gameplay video just to show off like some of the cool things that this guy does. And it's like when it comes to tigers. Uh, I mean, outside of obviously Kasumi, like Tiger literally is one of those characters that just pops up in my head. And it's one of those things where it's like, man, I wish this game actually had like some sort of more public, uh, accessible release because I mean, not everybody has Fight Cade. You know what I mean? Like, it's it would be cool if like someone could go on like PlayStation Network and buy this game and just play it for like I don't know two or three bucks and just see uh, this wacky world and experience being the most confident Disney tiger that they could possibly be. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's oh my uh, goodness. His background's <laughs> interesting. So he, he's he's a Christian missionary uh, in China. But then I think he, he was like taken in by uh, um, 
some old Chinese mentor, and he was taught the tiger style. So you can yes. see, like, you know, his, his wow. fists are prominently in that sort of tiger claw position <laughs> that you see in, in, in the tiger style. And, yeah. Real he's, 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 he's literally like a 90s or late 80s action movie plot character. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, and, and also worth noting, you know, we're, we're doing this Chinese New Year podcast. Um, this game was developed by IGS, uh, a Taiwanese uh, game developer. So, mm, yeah. Yes. So not only does it take place right. in China, but it's it's made by, you know, like Chinese people. Like it, it's it's culturally uh, very, very Chinese game. And it, and it feels very much like uh, Capcom flavored uh, take on like Chinese martial arts movies, like especially like the Wang Feihong movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh even some of the sound design like is it's like a mixture of what I feel like 90s Capcom was but like there's just certain like impactfulness to the way that the sounds work that remind me of like Hong Kong cinema. Like older like Shaw Brothers like stuff. Uh it's it's an interesting game. Like if you if you have access to Fightgate definitely play this and hit buttons uh it's 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 a, a wonderful game that allows you to do a lot of crazy things. So, hi, highly recommend it. And uh, Tiger is great. Yeah, I I just want to say real quick, uh, just a shout out to another fighting game character that this guy reminded me of is uh, Gato from the uh, Mark of the Wolves. Yes, yeah. oh my yeah. god, yeah. similar. Um, that, I think. Mm-mm. I don't think they officially say he uses Tiger style. Uh, I think he uses all sorts of Chinese martial arts, but. A lot of his moves really, uh, I, th- I think, exemplify that idea of you know this mythic tiger style uh, kung fu. Like he, he and his name's mm-hmm. Gato for some reason. <laughs> right? Gato just cat, was cat, cat in Spanish. In Spanish so. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, possible. But, yeah. but what's funny is that uh, Gato has some of the same moves as um, Shen Long that in Bloody Roar. Like yeah, they have, you does. know, the same double palm, uh, very strong double yeah, yeah, palm, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's the ba ba chi 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 tran uh, style. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Really interesting to look at, for sure. Okay. Okay. Now, I was just lo- I was looking at um, some of the hand motions and some of the some of the things regarding the fist as well, and like the palms, and like it's really interesting to seeing them utilize such similar motions and move sets. I, I, I like I like it a lot because like once you sort of like get into breaking some of this stuff down, like obviously I have my specific one, but like there's so many martial arts in the world, so it'd be oh, really yeah. good to one day get a bunch of other martial artists on here and like talk about some of that because like I really want to find out where are some of these moves from, like how are they done, how are they supposed to be done are they being represented well I re- i'm really interested in this stuff so that's what, that's cool yeah yeah we got to make that happen okay yeah. i have an, another character that you i think you'll all enjoy uh my favorite character na- um, in this game is named tiger and i'm talking of course of course about tiger woods Video game. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Sorry, no, I don't want to talk about. It. No, no. Okay, we, okay. we we have to 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 state the obvious. We we, we need to talk about Sagat. Yeah. Yes. Like yes. like of course oh, yes. we need to talk about Sagat. Like uh, yes. Like, like yes. so. Uh, I think we never talked about Sagat, like the origins and things like that. Yeah. We no, uh, never. Sure. Like yeah, yeah. because what what's funny is that I think one um. One of the earliest members of uh, of Art Eater uh, wrote an article uh, about it. It was um, it was Latif, 
And uh, okay. on his blog, he, he, he wrote a, a very interesting article about the, the, um, the influence of a certain manga uh, that, inf- that uh, basically created Sagat from where Sagat is copied. So maybe I can find it again. Ah, sorry. That's cool. I should have, pre- should have prepared a, a, a little. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's so good. I'll, I'll go in a little bit. Like, yeah. uh, in essence, well, I'll, I'll hand off to James in a, in a second because he's a Street Fighter boy. But yeah. yeah so, just one thing to mention: Sagat is is a, is a renowned like Muay Thai expert, and he's 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 just you know he's got an incredibly powerful uh, skill set. He's very tall. He's very he's very like yeah. very wide, but he moves in such an agile and just you know very 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 quick way. He's very very agile, so he can jump very high, jump very far. One of the reasons why he can do this is because he uses his knees. Using your knees is very important in Muay Thai, and he has a signature move called the Tiger Knee. The Tiger Knee, which he's able to mm. utilize, is a very very powerful thing and it's de- it's it's utilized for in essence sort of like jumping forward and like decimating the opponent with your knee and just ramming it right into them and just absolutely destroying them so it's very very cool there's that one mm-hmm. and also the very popular other move the tiger uppercut as well which yeah is another one of his motions it's very very good yeah and uh what i really enjoy about sagat too is oh def- depending on the game he has a very different physicality like if you take sagat in in uh, street fighter 2 he's like a muscular man but you know a very i would say in french we say sec but uh, dry will probably not be the right word you know those kind of of people like uh like take uh bruce lee you know how he was very muscular and thin at the at the same time, and yeah, uh, yeah, Sagat like a, is a bit a like wiry. that. And when yeah. yeah, and when when you move into Street Fighter Alpha, you can see that suddenly is super large, you know. And I re- never really enjoyed this, this version of Sagat. And um, in SF4, they took the the, the large Sagat uh, design back, but I really enjoy what they did they did with Sagat in Street Fighter Five, because they they tried to. I think a little bit go back to the roots and uh, he's still, you know, a two meter tall f- fighter. So he's big, <laughs> yeah. very big, but it's not like he has a very, very different, you know, shape of his body. And, uh, and we can see also the way he stands. Like he, he always had, you know, his two fists like parallel in front of him. And uh, in SF5, they really, really changed that with uh, one with a, a twist on his body. There's really a lot of good things they did uh, in SF5 to Sagat. So I really wanted to 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 shout out the, the artist at Capcom that made him because really, really they they, they made something great, like just oh, he's great. such a good character. Yeah, well, yeah. So one of the things that like. Yeah, that's what I was gonna I was gonna bring up. It's like, you know, when you look at Cigar, right? Like he's a tall guy with taped fists, shorts, an eye patch, and a scar. And you're like, okay, like what what is so great about that? Uh and I mean much much like what Thomas was saying is that even within that, like, they experimented so much with like the shape language of this character and it still created this like iconic uh sort of imposing experience uh for me like i'm one of those people that i enjoyed the entire journey of like how much they've changed sagat like physically uh you know from street fighter 2 was like the first time i'm being introduced to like a kickboxing character and seeing like you know real life kickboxing like you know from people that are in time i'm like wow i see why they made him look like this 
to this sort of more volumetric, bulky sort of anime interpretation where it feels like mm. a raging tiger is just coming at you, especially if you're playing CBS2 and, you know, a running Sagat is just kind of coming at you and destroying your life. Like, I just loved how that looked in terms of, like, the way his sprite worked and, and all of that. And then to, with Street Fighter V, uh, I feel like it was, like, a culmination of a lot of things that yeah. they sort of uh, did with, like, how he looked in the endings, right? Like, he had that shawl over his... Uh, shoulders in like the Street Fighter 2 ending um, he had sort of this it's like you feel like the culmination of his experiences are sort of like affecting yeah. what he looks like so in Street Fighter 5 he definitely looks his best I would say mm-hmm. uh, collectively uh, but what's what's interesting what makes Sagat so interesting at least to me is uh, his influences um, he's actually influenced by I hope I'm saying this name correctly but it's uh, Sagat uh, Pechindi um, yeah. He was actually a real life Muay Thai uh, legend, basically, who yep. uh, influenced people like George St. Pierre. Uh, if you've ever, if you're ever really curious about like looking up his life, he has a very interesting life story. There's plenty of videos where people have actually tracked him down and like uh, actually spoken with him, and uh, it's it's a really cool thing to see just how influential this person's uh, life is and their passion for fighting was, and you can feel uh, those influences in the the character design uh you know of sagat in street fighter because i never saw him as a bad guy i I saw him as somebody who just happened to be on a path that put him in shadowloo like i was always Mm -hmm. interested in like his journey with uh ryu like i remember i played alpha 2 and i beat the game with him and seeing to me at that point he became it's like if you like Ryu, but you want to experience a similar story with a different character and a different motivation. Mm. Sagat kind of became yeah that character. That that's uh. that's so fun because they are like the same, but they took you know very different paths to achieve the same result. Yes, you know one one is a virtuous, one is criminal, but at the end they they reunite because in SF4, what they did was in one of the in the ending of Sagat was like maybe I should you know, stop uh, all this nonsense and uh, just lay down and, uh, like, retire <laughs> a little yeah. bit. And uh, mm-hmm. in SF5, the fact that SF5 happens after SF4, we, we should say that because it's not, you know, yes. always the case, uh, it looks way more um, in control, you know? Yes. It, it feels like you always was felt threatening, but now you really feel. You look at him. You, you feel like he's is the king. Truly, yes. he became yeah. the king. He was named after you. Know? So that's I really really enjoy. That's one of the few things that Capcom did right in character development these past years. Yes, <laughs> so I really want yeah, yeah. To. The, the yeah. core <laughs> rivalry between uh, Sagat and Ryu has always been interesting. I always like that they, they, there was a nuance to it, like. He has good reason to hate Ryu because Ryu yes. essentially beat him with a sucker punch, which is like actually a very unheroic thing, right? And it's yes. because, you know, Ryu had the dark Hado inside him and it took over. And even Ryu regrets that, right? So so he um that's a stain on Ryu's character, actually. And uh I think a lot of the things that Capcom got right, uh, they took from the uh, Masahiko Nakahira comic. Yes. Yay! Oh my god, they're yes. so good. Ryu final. Yes, yes. It is it yeah. is such it is one of the most beautiful experiences you can have with a manga that is based on Street Fighter. So the point that Capcom actually like 
gave him like props like like you you've done something really great with uh these characters if you have not read it i highly recommend like reading that like just like not even just reading it on the train or whatever just read it like when you're by yourself uh if you want to tie music to it you can but like it is one of the most beautiful experiences you can have with a manga that is based on street fighter yeah like it really is I just want to get into something real quick. So I had a couple of things to say in there. Like Sagat is such an interesting character because he goes, he he's he's such a hulking figure and he looks so intimidating. I was just mentioning before that he even just reminds me of like the Resident Evil character, what we'd call Mr. X, like the tyrant. Like, yeah. Just how like just how like oppressive he seems, how just scary and intimidating he looks. But in honesty, though, he's very like emotionally like aware and intelligent. Also, mm-hmm. so for example, mm-hmm. like it, there's a reason as to like why is he lost his eye. For example, he ended up having a fight with uh, Dan Hibiki's father, Go, and Sagat ended up killing him. But during that fight, he lost that eye. And um, they actually speak about this numerous times throughout the series. And it's very very interesting just to have a look at how many times it's drawn upon. So, for example, like, he mentions it in such a mean way, like, here, for example, because I know that Richmond's mentioned this before, Richmond's talked about this before on Twitter, online, you should go check that out too, but there's a whole thing between Dan and between, um, specifically because of this the fact that he mentions that killing and that that murder of his of his father but like later on over time like Sagat actually kind of like he lets um he, he he sort of like helps Dan out in a sense and he sort of like he lets him like he he lets him win kind of in in a way, and he he lets him kind of figure out okay, listen, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do this, if I'm gonna fight somebody over over this sort of you know this blood curse upon my family, you killed my father, all these terrible things which you've done, like I can't let someone sort of like go and like have this hatred like of me forever. So like kind of lets him like cool off that 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 hatred and that temperament and stuff. But even there, what I'm reading about now and stuff, it seems as though they've they've had numerous different run-ins with other characters and he sort of he's become a cooled down version of like what it is that he you know became so mm-hmm. for example like he changed sides in, in essence where at one point he acted for a bodyguard friend bison but he later changed those sides and redeemed himself and became a protagonist of the series and like he's gone from being this evil you know very antagonistic character to in essence now a very sort of not just like mid-ground but a very kind of like positive character and stuff but even in Mm. essence though when you go back to what it is he's saying that you've got a lot to learn before you can defeat me try again kiddo it's like that isn't always like it's not always an arrogant thing like what he's saying is like correct he's saying like hey listen like if you want to defeat me you have to get a lot better come back and see me then so it can be seen as multiple different ways like he's very similar to Ryu in that in, in that he wants to you know challenge himself and he's looking for those fights and he's looking for other people mm. to improve and he wants to feel that challenge specifically because of him you know being so good at what it is that he does do so yeah I think he's a very interesting character and I'm just reading here as well Hey. Apparently it says um, in Sagat's Alpha 3 ending, both he and Ryu admit that he was the stronger fighter and that Ryu was not ready to face him. So it's like, it's very interesting to hear and think about that, just like how much he's evolved as a, as a person, not just, you know, in terms of physicality, but also just mentally and emotionally. It's very interesting. Mm-mm. There's also one thing we need to mention. We, we've talked about this person a lot uh, in the Artitor podcast. We talked a lot about Masoyama, of course, in mm, several course. episodes. But actually, um, when Akiman designed Ryu and uh, Sagat for Street Fighter 1, he basically plagiarized 
a manga about uh, Masoyama, and the manga was named uh, in the US Karate Master, but in Japan it was Karate Bakai Chidai. And uh, it's, um, it's a manga that was uh, published in uh, uh, 1971. And if you never heard about it, well, first, it's old, of course, but it's said to have triggered one of the, the, the karate boom in, the, in Japan. And there is a character that does muetai in this manga, and his name is Reiba. And, I mean, just Google Reiba and... <laughs> Karate master, and you're going to see where Sagat comes from because Reiba has basically the same look. He also has an eye patch. He has he, he does Muay Thai. Is um, he doesn't wear a shirt. And what's funny is that in SF4 they did um, they actually did a costume for Sagat where he wears trousers like Reiba and uh, has a different eye patch. So that's uh, that's super funny. And I remember this. From uh, from an article that Latif, which was an old contributor of Artiter back mm -hmm. almost ten years ago, uh, noticed all this on his uh, on his blog. So I just found the um, the, the article on uh, archive.org because the website is not yeah, yeah, uh, he, live again. Maybe, he, maybe we should find Latif and republish this. I've been trying to get website. him on the podcast because I'd love to get him back for the martial artist podcast too because he studies mm -hmm. kempo, but. Um, he, he's a smart man. He likes to stay offline. He doesn't like, <laughs> he dropped out of the social media game uh, to, yeah, to concentrate yeah. on his arts, his martial arts <laughs> and his, you know, visual arts. So, but if we can, I'd love to get him back on here. It'd be great to yeah. talk to him about all this. Um, I, I just want to expand on, this is now the Sagat podcast. <laughs> we can keep going on this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, I want I to talk go, about, go. oh, good, good. No, no, I, I want to, yeah, good, good. I love it. Okay, okay, okay. Cause I, we we had a couple of moments there, but I I didn't get to mention a couple of things. But I just wanted to sort of like switch direction in one sense because we've spoken about fighting game characters a lot, and as much as we love fighting game characters, they are great. But yeah, we don't want to make it too much of one thing. So very very quickly, do you guys know about Tiger Electronics? Is, do do you guys know about these? Of course, <laughs> I do. Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Okay, oh so check this God. out. Yeah, 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 exactly. Wow. exactly. Uh, well, I know. I know the definition for the for the, the podcast for the subject of the podcast was large, but I did not expect this. Like I've had this I've had this chambered. I've been I've been waiting for a while just because I, I wanted to, uh, you know, I just had to I had to do it. But okay, so for those who don't know for the uh, for the uninitiated here, so what's the best way to even explain like what Tiger Electronics like is actually it's just so, so many one frame pain. That is what yeah. Tiger Electronics yeah yeah pretty pretty much pretty much okay so they're, but they're yeah they're, Amer they're they're an american like toy like manufacturer but they're best known for like a lot of like lcd games and stuff so for example like, they had a lot of things like gigapads or like talk boy all sorts of stuff a lot of this was before my time so i found out about this like later on like in life so one of the reasons why i even found out about this was recently tiger um <clears throat> They started a, a a lot of different things, but they've got a, a retro LCD handheld game that's making a comeback. So they've got a bunch of these, starting with Sonic games, they've got like X-Men stuff, Transformers games, even stuff like The Little Mermaid. But one of the coolest things that I happened to see was a Tiger Electronics Marvel X-Men, <laughs> Marvel X-Men um, handheld, retro-inspired handheld player. 
and it was really really cool because I had like Wolverine on the front I had like Cyclops there it's got like Project X on the side it just <laughs> looks really really awesome it's got these like jump and move buttons that are bright blue bright, bright red like yeah I'm really really interested in seeing like or being able to possibly like play or own like one of these devices because like again I didn't grow up with like stuff that's that's like this specifically I had for, for example for my first ever handheld that was like a Game Boy Advance from like 2001 so that's what I had for like my first thing but I was just thinking recently like if I if I saw this as a kid I would have loved it anyway it looks so bright and colorful I love the X-Men vibes but the retro inspirations as well with this blast back to the past of the 1990s and you know just the general nods to nostalgia that we see so much of that it can be a bit like cliche a little bit antiquated but I think here it feels just right I really enjoy it. Also, there's a little logo up on the top right of the um, up on the top right where it's just like Tiger, like from the vault. It's got like, a little Tiger giving a thumbs up, and the actual Tiger Electronics Inc. like logo itself. It, it actually looks kind of like a tiger. Like it's got like it's a T with like two little sort of like dots underneath like eyes, and then it's got like a little tail that comes out of the R. Kind of looks like a lying down tiger if you kind of like squint your eyes a little bit. But yeah, like really, really interesting. I wanted to mention this just because, you know, there's a whole revival of like all of these different things that we're seeing. For example, like Bandai Namco brought back the, tab- the classic Tabagotchi. We're seeing like a revival in like Yu-Gi-Oh! We're seeing a revival in like Digimon. We're seeing so many different revivals of things that we thought we kind of like, not wouldn't see ever again, but like we're seeing them brought back in a very specific type of a way. So for example, with, e- with each unit of this being powered by, you know, double A batteries, this isn't something that we do anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't, we don't put batteries in things typically like this, yeah. this isn't something which we do so it's just really interesting to have a think about these uh these blasts from the past if you will so yeah very very cool honestly uh i i will admit that i i grew up with uh these things and they were definitely the rage like and i mean that i mean that both ways i mean in terms of popularity but also in terms of how much anger that these things will like induce on you. So <laughs> all uh, of the rage. Yes. They are literally. So it's like they're like like AJ said, they're like LCD little pocket games. And they were mostly based off of the most popular franchises at the time. X-Men, Double Dragon, um <laughs> like anything that you can think of at the time of like Anywhere in like the late 80s into early 90s, Tiger Electronics made games for them. And one of the things that was cool was like, it was almost like you had a pocket arcade game in terms of like the physical appearance, like the way that the art sort of uh, surrounded the actual screen that you played on. Uh, It just felt like you were like, man, I have a double dragon game that I can take anywhere, or I have an X-Men game I can take anywhere. And they were super cool. The problem was that you literally had to have inhuman reflexes once you got to certain points <laughs> in these games because there wasn't a lot of animation. Most things were literally like one frame. So you or like one to three frames. Like you had to literally like be like a mutant to actually play the X-Men game or, or you had to be Billy Lee or Jimmy Lee to play <laughs> Double I- Dragon. Yeah, just um, real real quick, I want to explain the logistics of these games to 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 the listeners because this is ancient technology for a lot of people. Like, yeah. these aren't pixel yeah. games; these aren't like uh, uh, digital games in the sense no. that like they don't animate in place with pixels. They actually um, only have certain uh, everything's occupies a place on the screen that does not change and it can only be turned on and off. Does, do, yeah. does that make sense? Right. So it's like Gim- just like Gim- and Wes, 
just like Game yeah, Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's LCD, like uh, calculator right. screens, like uh, LCD type. Yeah, so, so if a character punches, it's not like you see a, a, a full animation. It's like the arm appears and then disappears, and then that's it. And if the character moves left or right, like their whole body suddenly appears somewhere else, and it's just totally blank where it used to be. Yeah, so there's there's no oh. overlapping uh, spaces for the animations. It's just it's totally binary, on or off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's something. I mean, at the time, that's that's what was available, and it was interesting and fun. But it was also like that was one of the things that was so difficult to deal with. Was it like things happened so instantaneously? But yet somehow back then, like we were just like, nah, this is cool. This is. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if more people played uh, like Tiger Electronic games, like they'd be better at like with punishing fighting games. I don't know. Like it's just. <laughs> is that, is game... that how you you honed your skills? <laughs> yeah, like I, I dealt with playing games that required me to react within like one frame, and it was like massively infuriating. But it was still fun. Like I don't know. Like it just, man, you brought back so many memories, AJ, by like talking about mm. Tiger Electronics, man. Like, good lord. Like it's, it's something that I think. It's interesting that people are kind of getting back into them uh, because, you know, if you didn't grow up with it, it's such a bizarre sort of thing to even look at or to even see. You're like, what? what is this? Like, what? Like, you know, you're saying, like, you know, you put batteries in this thing. Like, what? Like, but to go back and play them is actually really interesting. So, like, if you ever manage to get your hands on one of these, like, if I still had them, I would ship one to you because, like, I just want to know, like what you think of like playing something like this for for entertainment because uh experience yeah because it's very specific yeah. it really is yeah I've, I've honestly i've never um i've never tried one i never played one never held one now i don't think i've ever even really seen one in real life but uh it's really interesting just because i did i was doing some research like for this podcast and stuff and yeah it was really really cool to see these and also i found out like i said before they've decided or they did decide to sort of like start reselling like a bunch of them and like putting new putting putting lines of them out into production again like last no not last year the year before last year in 2020 so like, there are some reviews of them yeah there, yeah there's some reviews of them like out on the internet at the moment stuff and i watched a couple but yeah it's really cool just to see this and to see it as something which you know it, it exists it's out there in the world and it's for some it's it's for people who you know are interested in these things and it's just very very nice that you know we can talk about them after such long periods of time because i mean i'm looking at some of these and like i said before like there are things on here that are just like from like before i was like alive so like this one here on the back it says like transformers uh generation two robots in disguise 1993 it's just like damn yeah, this is cool. Yeah, very, very interesting. <laughs> okay, guys. AJ, James, is it time? Actually, I, I have one more thing before okay. we go after into that. After that, we start, okay? One more thing. Okay, okay. Oh, so, wait, I, 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 I want to do one more thing after James, and then okay. we can go. Okay, 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 okay let's go. Okay. So, AJ brought up a really good point. Uh, we, we talk a lot about... We've talked a lot about, like, fighting game characters and their correlation with tigers. Um, which is cool, you know. I mean, Sagat is Sagat. I mean, we could yeah. do eighteen. Oh, no, I, we could do eighteen episode podcast on Sagat. Yeah, like that's I probably going to happen. That so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, however, I want to bring up the game that no one has brought up, and I'm actually happy that no one has brought this game up because, uh, for as absurd as this game is, this was still a very unexpected uh, experience in playing it. Oh. Um, if anybody knows, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna throw people off a little bit, but you're gonna see why. So, I never really watched Game of Thrones. 
the way that people in the U.S. and around the world have watched it. Because, because, my Game of Thrones is the Yakuza series. Um, mm. I played through all of these games, and oh, I nice. feel like these people are real. <laughs> like, you go through the story, and, and Majima, like, he's that uncle you love and hate simultaneously. Like, you go through the growth of these characters, right? But in the beginning of these games, when I was first playing, they were just cool, right? And then I played, I guess, what we would call uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2. Mm. And there was a particular fight that happened that involved, like, a love triangle, which was, like, super absurd. It was, like, J-drama and K-drama, like, casserole, just mixed all together. It was insane. And immediately, the reaction of someone's uh, unrequited love was to drop tigers for Kiryu to fight. And it were two tigers, not one, two. Because obviously it was Yakuza 2, so double your pleasure, double your (laughs) fun, right? This fight was so insane. You are a man. You are a Yakuza. I mean, Kazuma Kiryu is a strong dude. Like, I'll give him that. His drip is serious. His fists are serious. But you have to fight two actual tigers in this fight. And it is the most ridiculously awesome thing that you could ever see <laughs> in your life. Is this man perfectly dressed in a, in a Yakuza suit, collar popped, just <laughs> throwing hands with tigers. Uh, they do give you spears, I think. I think, in, I mean, if you've played Yakuza games, you know that there's like a limited like amount of hits that you can do before like the weapon actually breaks and stuff. But like that fight was so insane that like uh, I think when you I think when you beat that boss, you no, before that, there's a move called Tiger Drop that you have that you can actually do on the tiger. <laughs> so, uh, tiger on Tiger Vibes. Is, right is that the right drop now. kick? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. like the most effective move you could do on them from this video I'm watching. This yeah, like, uh, it, is, it is insane. Um, and the thing is, is that Yakuza is an insane game. But, like, if you're at the point where you've played part one and you're playing part two, you're like, okay. I kind of know what to expect, but when these tigers come out, it totally becomes like insanity where you're just like, wait a minute, I don't even know what to expect anymore from these games. And they actually get wilder as the games progress. But like at this point in the series, when you're playing them in order, like you're just like, wow, I I have to fight two tigers. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) Nothing in the game has prepared me for this. Even if you're like buffing your character as you're going and like upgrading and stuff like that, like you're just like, dude, two tigers? I can see one. But yeah. two? <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, is... it, it was a quasi-realistic game up until then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was it was still stylized and had like its own like absurdity, but at yeah. the same time it was more or less rooted in like some aspects of reality. So seeing two tigers come out and you're just like, oh, I actually have to fight them. Because like part of me was like, okay, where's the cutscene that's gonna happen where like, I don't know, something happens where I don't have to fight these tigers. Like, what's gonna <laughs> happen? And it's just like no, you literally have to throw hands with tigers. Like, and if you look at the tigers, they're massive. They are massive. Like, like they could swallow Kiryu whole if they wanted to. Yeah. Like they're they're not like small tigers. Like they're they're huge. They're big enough that like they could swallow Kiryu and his whole body would fit yeah, inside they, of them. They look great because they're not just photo real. They they look uh, almost like a like a tiger from a scroll painting. Like yeah, the, I love the those. style is really nice. 
I love yeah, they, the squirrel painting the yeah. tigers. Yeah. yeah, they managed to really make them look really good. Um, and this is also the thing, like, if you've never played Yakuza, like, you should definitely either play <laughs> it or watch, like, I don't know, 20 hours of <laughs> cutscenes. <laughs> like, like it's, a, it's a real show, and there's a lot of development that happens over the course of, like, decades with these characters. And, uh, you know, you'll end up falling in love with them just as much as you would, like, a Game of Thrones character. So Absolutely. highly recommended. Uh, and you haven't lived until you fought two tigers. That's just <laughs> my personal opinion. <laughs> there are so many cool images of tigers like underwater. Like I'm just I'm looking no, for yeah, one of yeah, my favorite. I just found it. Like there's there's just so many of them, but I found my favorite one here. Like we forget they're such fearsome creatures. Like they can they they literally like know how to do so many, so many different things. Oh wait, one sec, one sec. That's not the right one. One second. This is the right one. Yeah, I was going to go. say that's not a tiger. <laughs> it, it's, it's it's not. It's not. It's not. I, I I I posted an image in the chat, and it was the it was the wrong image. Everybody. It was mm-hmm. um. It was one that I was literally just looking at earlier. One second. Here you go. This should work. <laughs> there you go. That's better. Yay. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. That's yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's like it's really cool. Just like how like fierce and like ferocious they look. Like I really like them a lot. I just want to sort of just like segue into one like quick little thing here. Like regarding these as you know as animals and things, we've not really spoken about them in that specific context. We've spoken about you know like technology regarding them, like I did. We've spoken about like fighting game characters. But one thing which I really wanted to mention just very briefly, Pokemon. Pokemon games, Pokemon yeah, that exists from yeah. the Zodiac. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so just very, very quickly. There are many different Pokemon that are featured within that universe, within that world. However, some of my favorites are ones that are Zodiac-based. So, for example, we have Zodiac-based Pokemon, which are normally the Pokemon which you would get at the very start of the game with the starters. So, for example, you have all of the starter Pokemon that are Fire-type. They are, in some way, based around some kind of, you know, some kind of a Zodiac monster, a Zodiac animal. So, you've got like, the pig, you've got the dog, the rooster, the monkey, like the rat, ox, tiger, rabbit—you know how it all goes. There are so many of them. I'm gonna—I'm gonna mention a few now. I'm gonna show you. So, for example, we have—I'm just like trying to look this up really quickly because we have a whole bunch of them here. I want to make sure I'm saying them correctly. Okay, cool. The final evolution. So, for example, we have like Charizard that represents like the lizard. We have, of course, we've got a Typhlosion. That's going to be rep- Presenting the uh, the boar there. There's so many. It's got a pig, which is Ember. There's just a, there's so many really really cool ones, and I really love them. But another one which is cool as well to me, Arcanine. Do you guys know this Pokemon? Oh no. yeah, yeah. That's a great design. It, it, it really yeah. It's, Ar- it's very subtle actually. Mm-hmm. But new picture, IJ. I stopped oh, cool, Pokemon okay. after 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 red, so I'm like. That's cool. Yeah. cool. Arcanine's in red. Arcanine. Yeah, oh also yeah, brown. I I, I, I remember. Kind of yeah. Pokemon. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's like a, yeah, a it's a exactly. it's a dog tiger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it yeah, works. yeah, exactly. It is. It, it, it is. Yeah, it's yeah, such and, a good mix. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They, they are. They're, they're a dog tiger, and also they're kind of like they're not like they're not like legendary, legendary. But like within the within the world of Pokemon, they're considered like legendary. So, for mm. example, like they were able to run very, very quickly, and they have these beautiful, like this orange pelt marked with jagged black stripes, it's got like a diamond-shaped set of ears with like beige insides, like black eyes, like a, a round, large nose, big black nose, big sharp pointing teeth from its upper jaw. You, you'd think what I'm describing is a tiger, wouldn't you? But it's not. It's a, it's Arcanine. It's a fiercely loyal, super cool Pokemon. It's capable of running. Check this out: six thousand two hundred miles, ten thousand kilometers in twenty-four hours. 
It's crazy. Like, could you imagine mm-hmm. that? Absolutely amazing. But yeah, like one of these super cool Pokemon that I've seen a lot of, I really love it. Also another one which is genuinely very, very cool. Like to me, I, again, I, I love so many of these different Pokemon. There's so many that I could speak about for ages and ages, but Incineroar, I kind of just mentioned it a little bit earlier, but like it's one mm. of the coolest uh, Pokemon that I've seen in a, in a, in a while. I've, I've loved its design. It, 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 in essence, it's a wrestling tiger. Is what it yeah. is. So it 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 you will see you will have seen it in Smash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you will you will have seen it in Smash a bunch of times. But yeah, it it has a bunch of like pre evolutions. Got it's got one um, it's got one called a Litleo, and it's got like Pyro, and then so then so not not Pyro. So those are those are different ones. Sorry, <laughs> I'm looking at something else right there. So yeah, Incineroar is just like absolutely amazing. You got Litten, Toracat, and Incineroar. But yeah, yeah, like Fire Starter, then it goes into Fire Dark wonderful sets of moves they're from the alola region from the sun and moon games and then it becomes this huge imposing super scary looking you know like wrestling yeah. cat and it can you know throw you around it's got a whole bunch of moves it's got like a pressing yeah. attack it's great yeah, that's really, my really character cool. uh, that's the character i play in smash actually i'm terrible oh, really? at smash. Cool. i'm terrible at smash and this character does not help me uh be, be- <laughs> greater but yeah he, ha- he has incredible incredible Move set like he has the um, Zangief Lyat, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. He can he has a throw where he throws you into uh, into ropes. You come back yeah, and yeah. He, and he, you know he, he goes uh, the wall harm in your face and you have a, a just frame on this that does a, a more damage. But you can also you have option after that. I think you can throw the guy or just wait and it does nothing. Things like that. It's really really fun. A very super fun character. He also has um. A kind of uh, of rocket uh, rocket move where he goes up and down. I can't tell you how many times I killed myself by <laughs> missing punting that. But yeah, <laughs> and he also has taunts. Like if you taunt in the game, he has several taunts that uh, that uh, does not are not useful. But he has one that acts as a parry, and when he parries someone, the next move will do more damage. So he's a very, very great character, both in design and in moveset and uh, in, uh, in you know, gameplay and how to play it. That's super great addition to Smash. Absolutely. There are a lot of uh, characters in Pokemon, a lot of the designs, mm. where they're very, like, bipedal. And, like, they've, they've, gotten, they've gotten to do that quite a lot of times now. But I think with Incineroar, it works so, so well. It mm-hmm. really, really does. I really yeah. enjoy all of those designs, but especially when you're looking at a character like this with a big flaming belt, by the way, like a big like wrestling championship belt and stuff like that. Like, yeah, really, really interesting. And I, I just, um, I'm very, very glad actually that we've been able to like speak about these different types of like tigers in games and all these different things, because like, again, they all are really, uh, they're, they're very well put together. Like just the way that these designs come forth. Like I'm very, very interested in the ways in which they, they've been able to do that. I, I really, really like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I'm going to say that's like slightly like off subject is whenever I look at uh, Incineroar, I always think Mazinger Z for some reason. Like yeah. something about the uh, the color uh, choice, like it's it just it's it's sort of like if Mazinger Z wasn't a robot, like this is yeah. what Mazinger Z would be. <laughs> it kind of the sharpness <laughs> of the head shape. Yeah, yeah, the shape language sort of just makes me think of Mazinger Z, and if there's ever a reason to. Or a chance to play anything Mazinger related, I think anybody should. So, <laughs> and that's that, that's funny because one of the first characters when doing research for the for the podcast, one of the first character that you hit that you heard 
you can you can find in pop cul- in Japanese pop culture is Tiger Mask from the the a manga um, from 1968, and uh, the mo- basically the character that inspired King in Tekken notably, and uh, that's funny that. Uh, Maybe it's a throwback, I don't know, but uh, the, the fact that they managed to do a Pokemon who's both a feline character and a wrestler, it's oh, yeah. so great. Yeah, yeah. But definitely I can't imagine much. they don't know, you know? No, I can't no, no, imagine no. they... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be like not knowing Batman. It's such an yeah. iconic character. And the, the Tiger Mask, I think there was actually a, a pro wrestler, um, an actual pro wrestler, uh, who, who yeah. uh, you know... Went on that took the, the yeah, yeah yeah but Tiger Mask yeah. never had a, a proper video game. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, he was he was in a character in several. I checked <laughs> before. Oh, he nice. was a, a guest character in several pro wrestling, you know, general games, but he was never he never had his own uh, character. He never had his own game. So yeah. Yeah, I, I just wanted to correct something that I said very quickly. Just to, yeah, like of all of the uh, Zodiac. Um, Starters. There, there are only like at this point now. There are only four that like that don't like exist within the full wheel. So we have like the rat. We've got like Cyndaquil. We've got like the uh, we've got like the the uh, the the pig. We've got like the dog. We've got like the rooster. We've got like the monkey. Still, we have this as Chimchar. Like we we oh. don't have the sheep, the horse, the snake, or the ox. We have like we have Lytton, We have the like, squirrel bunny for like the uh, rabbit. We have like uh, we've got um, obviously the dragon like Charmander. So we have a lot of them already. But mm-hmm. like this is what they're going for every single time. There's a lot of different ones here, no. which like we've not seen yet. So we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I just real quick, I wanted to say a cool thing about Tiger Mask is mm-hmm. uh, so mm-hmm. the story of the character is that he uh, he was raised in an orphanage, right? And then so um, he. <laughs> First, he he began his career uh, in America as a heel, so he became like a yeah. you know a famous villain in America. And then he returned to Japan, and then he went back to visit the orphanage. And uh, w- one of the orphans said he wanted to become like Tiger Mask, you know, when he was older. And then he was like, "Oh no, like I got to be a face. I got to be a good guy now." Uh, so you know, he he was always taking care of the orphans. And then in in real life, um, in Japan, uh, they they there was this phenomenon starting years ago where people actually started donating to like schools and orphanages uh, anonymously uh, under the name uh, Naoto Date, which is, you know, the, the secret identity of the, uh, the character ah, from the, the yeah. anime and the manga. So I thought that was really That's... nice that it inspired like real life uh, philanthropy. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it's ongoing now. It's just a thing. They call it the tiger mask donation phenomenon. Wow. That's great. That's super great. Okay, folks. James. It's time. AJ. It time? Okay. It's time. It's time, right? Okay. The la- I think it's going to be the last game of this show. And the last game of this show, my dear Richmond, is going to change your life. All right. This character is going to change your, your life. Basically, okay. you like even when talking about it, AJ and uh, particularly James, were very, you know, concerned about how it will change you, and uh, maybe you you'll become another man, another person entirely. <laughs> so it's time to talk about this game, Tony and Friends in Kellogg's Land, <laughs> with starring Tony <laughs> the Tiger. <laughs> and okay. that's a real, a Got real, it. that's a real. This is a platform. real game. 
a real mm-hmm. game that came out on DOS. Uh, so, so the precursor you, of... <laughs> you posted the, the cover. That's the real cover? That's the real cover, okay. yeah. It Is came that... out on DOS and Amiga, apparently. Okay. And uh, that's, a, that's a promotional platforming yeah. game. You can actually play it on archive.org. Uh, for some reason, it, I think the German version on, <laughs> on, uh, archive, on archive.org. It's not a, a super, super great game, but... How can we resist talking about Tony the Tiger, right, fellas? <laughs> okay, so you I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm not in the loop on whatever yeah. is about to be sprung on me. I, I, I know Tony the Tiger, the, the, the serial mascot, you know? Yeah. I, I, this game looks like a generic mascot platformer from, from back in the day. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, totally it is. his catchphrase, right? Tony the Tiger. Uh, what was it like? They're great, right? Was, yeah, was exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. See, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, d- uh, did you know that there was also a second game that was Tony and Friends New Adventures Invasion in Kellogg's Land? This one <laughs> is in 3D, and oh my god, it's ugly. Like, okay. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, well, it's ugly, and sometimes it's beautiful. That's strange, that's super strange, but yeah, anyway. So, Tony the Tiger, what. What is his bio? What can we say about this character? Um, a lot <laughs> of different things. He's a, he's a giant. He's a, he, he's a giant. You know, he's a giant tiger. He, yeah. He's got, a, he's got a, a love for food. You know, he's very. He's a culinary. You know, uh, expert with regards to cereal, and he's an advocate for you know the the frosted flakes for, for yeah, frosty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, we, uh, we 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 do stand Tony the tiger. Yeah, he's great. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. um, he's into sports fitness, I guess. Uh, yeah, and they tried to uh, market Frosted Flakes as like a health food when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, hmm. uh, yeah and it was it was created in 1952, so yeah. it's a super old Oof. character. Oh, I yeah, didn't yeah. expect that. Yeah, the uh-uh. cereal mascot's been around a long time. Did, yeah. Quick, quick aside about American cereal. Um, did you know in the 70s, and by, by then they had been getting, yeah, really targeting kids with, with these ads. And by then, like the cereal was actually mostly sugar, like more sugar yeah. than wheat. And they actually had to make a law saying like, you can't do this. Like, you're essentially <laughs> just like feeding children candy like for breakfast. Yes. The, the, the government yes. actually had to step in and be like, look, it's, you're not allowed to call it cereal if it's more sugar than, than, than actual cereal. I, okay, I, okay. I know I, I know it's a tangent, but I, I learned recently that you know the, the converse brand of shoes, you know. Mm-hmm. They they put um under under the shoe it's supposed to be rubber, right? Well mm-hmm. they, they put fe- uh, felt uh at the bottom of the converse so they can import them in the Uni- United States as slippers and pay less taxes. <laughs> Nice. Oh wow, that's <laughs> yeah. wild. So, yeah. That's why. So, end of tangent. But I learned this. <laughs> was like, okay, wait, wait. I, I got someone. <laughs> I got. I got one. One more tangent. One more. Um, okay, okay. A, a lot of the, you know, the Japanese blind box toys. They come with a single, like, generic piece of candy, uh, and mm-hmm. it's it's so that they can technically be distributed as as food. Uh, yeah. oh, well. so I, I think it's like tax <laughs> different or it's easier for yeah. like supermarkets to buy them but they come with a single piece of candy that's why yeah. okay so, okay so where, where are we going tony. with this so, so tony tony is serial italian. mascot yeah he's italian he's american yeah he's that. italian american yeah he has a family uh he has mama tony 
You know, that, that, she's that's... Tony. Okay. And he has a daughter that is called Antoinette. Is, <laughs> this, is, is this really part of yes. the Tony the Tiger lore, official yeah. lore? <laughs> at, at least on Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. I mean, that, that's very progressive for the time, right? Like yeah, you know, back yeah. in the day, Italian Americans were regarded <laughs> with suspicion. People thought they were more, 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 um, uh, had more loyalty to the Pope than to the, the, the USA back in the day yeah yeah and even in 1974 they used tony the tiger uh as mascot for the year of the tiger of the chinese oh, and uh, okay. the, the advertising team declared this is the year of the tiger and tony is the tiger of the year so that's a bold <laughs> statement oh my, oh my god that's super wild okay and later that year tony graced the covers of italian gq so the magazine and panorama so okay. quite uh, quite uh, quite an quite a quite a life actually, yeah. but maybe we need to explain the the last um, problems that uh, Tony encountered because he has a very he had very troubled years recently and recently uh, yeah yeah re recently yeah and he has there, there's a law around him now and um, <coughs> where to start where okay. to start okay so. Um, so, where to start? Okay. All right, where's this going? <laughs> I, okay, in, in 2016, so to... okay. in 2016, Kellogg's decided to create a Tony the Tiger Twitter account, just for him. Because, you know, he's popular, he's, yeah. he's Italian-American, he has a family. Upstanding, in 1970. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The problem is that in the meantime, the internet happened, and um, suddenly uh, people responded in a way that Kellogg's didn't thought they would do. And uh, help, help me, guys! I can't do this alone. <laughs> so, okay, I think I know so, where this so, is going. So, 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 Tony the Tiger just—he just wanted to be on Twitter and interact with people that may be fans of his serial. Who like the cereal? Who like Tony the Tiger? Okay, um, a wholesome and product. I think a very wholesome, upstanding person that just just wanted to spread the word about Frosted Flakes. Okay, about the, um, cereal. the cereal. Frosted. Yeah. Okay, flakes. so okay, so okay, so check this out. In essence, what it is that we're describing, because <laughs> Thomas really wanted to do this, and we we, we were laughing about it and wondering <laughs> about it. But yeah, okay. So for those who don't know, a, a, a bit over a few years ago, I think what was it now? Like just what what was it? Like back in 2016, I think. 20, 2016. 2016 cool. and like 2018 yeah, yeah. was when it really picked up. Sure, cool. So basically, around that period of time, people were like really happy about finding out that the account existed, but. The group on all well, the not like the group, but like lots of different groups and lots of other people who are very much into like animal mascots and stuff. They were they were begging Tony the Tiger for different for for, for how do you even say he, he specific interactions? He basically got assailed by like horny furries online. Basically. Okay, that is what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay. He, he got yeah. So basically, after that after that uh, after that period of time, there were lots of like pleas written about what it is people wanted to do to Tony the Tiger, or people really were sending the, like the the account like, "Oh, I love you," or "I'm really into Tony the Tiger," and it was very very crazy. But there were a lot of like adult oriented followers for Tony the Tiger. It's very, mm. very just wild to think about. So mm. first off, the account started blocking those um, other accounts. Okay. 
obviously. Yeah. And then after that period of time, the account made like the only kind of like ever acknowledgement of what you know Tony the Tiger as an official brand ever did want to talk about with regards to you know like these horny fans. So the account tweeted on January twenty eighth, twenty sixteen. I'm all for showing you stripes feathers, but let's keep things gr rate like r-rated great and family friendly if you could cubs could be watching so like that's okay. one of that that's kind of like the meme as to what it is that we're describing uh, here okay it's like we, yeah it, it's, it's kind of very silly but at the same time it's like is it wild that this even like occurred like all how did i miss <laughs> you know? this saga like i'm, I'm... yeah because <laughs> like, we like, asked you about yeah. it and you didn't know like, yeah. yeah and <laughs> that, but man people were so horny like the tweets were like fill me with your frosted flakes daddy tiger things <laughs> oh, like no. that like, put your yeah. whiskers in my arm. Um, <laughs> yeah, people, yeah. people were uh, parched. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were coming. They were, they were arriving for uh, <laughs> Tony. Tony, I don't need your flakes. I just want your delicious love and redacted because we are a family friendly podcast. Apparently, I yeah. think so. Yeah, that that's one of the most uh, <laughs> strange. I think. <laughs> Twitter accounts and Twitter story because the the, 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 the the social media manager he could not post anything without having dozens yeah. of only replies each time. So if <laughs> I don't know a, a kid or teenager would you know follow the account and uh, read yeah. the answers, oh that would be terrific. <laughs> yeah. So what is that account still around? Nah, not anymore. Oh not my anymore. god! No, no. So yeah, like if you if you if you search for like mentions like re regarding like real Tony Tiger, yeah. you'll find that people began noticing that something was like off with the account or something wasn't really going to be going on with it around July fifteenth, twenty twenty eighteen, and then yeah, the the account like didn't exist anymore. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. It's, it, but you can yeah. find some traces because some articles uh, listed the and screenshotted the, the best comments. And uh, there, there are there are some, but also there are some very very strange posts by the um, by the account because there's a, there's one with Tony the Tiger doing um, riding a bicycle with yeah. a yeah. guy behind, and it's not a bicycle; it's a tandem, I think we say. Mm -hmm. And uh, and of course, Tony riding a bike. What did you expect? To happen in the answers, and that's that's like the 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 you know they fed a little bit the account or or we are all very interested, but because uh, he's just riding a bike, you know. Mm. But yeah, that was uh, that was the recent law and the character development of Tony okay. the Tiger that appeared in the video game Tony and Friends in Kellogg's. <laughs> Thank Zone. you for tying it all back to the games. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, to to borrow a phrase from Adam, like I'm I'm terminally online. I'm on Twitter all the time. I I totally missed <laughs> out on this. I absolutely. You know what's funny is they definitely had corporate meetings about this, and someone had to put together <laughs> slides explaining to the suits like what furries are and like what Rule Thirty Four is. <laughs> yeah, like. It's yeah. so strange because it's like we don't really think about this having like any you know like outside real world like consequences or anything. Yeah. Like let's just lots this is that you know memes you post lol comment 
right, cool, next thing. Like, but a lot of the time, we, you know, we, we see things like this and they, they blow up into like such large like phenomena. So it's like what you just said. Someone had to explain this to somebody. Yeah. Like, someone had to explain what was like actively going on in this situation to, like you said, like a big suit or someone yeah. who was just, you know, possibly just like a social media manager, like all sorts of things. So yeah, the fact that this had like actual, you know, professional ramifications <laughs> to somebody is kind of just funny. It's wild. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, James, remember the one like, uh, when uh, there was a, um, a Twitter post by Real Tony Tiger that was like, can't wait for tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag April Fool's Day. And someone answered, I hope I get punched by fine. Tony. And someone yes. I, got, I hope I get spiked <laughs> by Tony. And someone else, I, I hope Tony ties me up. And you're like, what? Yeah, it got, it got super crazy. They were all in succession. It was mm -hmm. just like... How does one even deal with that? And I mean, listen, everybody, the, the internet is a very big place. Uh, you know, there's, there's somewhere for everybody. But like, yeah, it was just such an interesting thing to just sort of see how overwhelming the outpour was, so to speak. Wow, anyway, absolutely. What, what, what oh, oh. in the end was the rename the account. Now it's named Frosted Flakes instead of uh, the yeah. real Tony Tiger. <laughs> yeah. wow. But people continue to make jokes about being Frost. So anyway, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Anyway. Oh, uh, to, round this, to, round, to round this back out, I got, I got well, one and like a half things to mention, actually. But yeah, okay. with one thing just to mention, uh, we'll go with, yeah, we'll go with this one first. So the last game that I'm going to talk about specifically just to, to round this out, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Have you guys heard of this? Yeah, yeah, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. This is a wonderful series of games that... <clears throat> Set in a fictional Australian island, with uh, the titular tiger, uh, the titular character Ty, as he's searching for thunder eggs uh, power to power like a machine, locate mm -hmm. five scattered talismans to free his family. So basically, you get trapped in this alternate realm known as a dreaming. And yeah, as the series goes, as the antagonist, you know, the boss cast this big cassowary guy. He plots world domination, and it's up to Ty to stop that from happening. So Ty is himself. He's kind of a, what? What is he? He's actually like supposed to be like a like a dingo. I think he is. Oh, okay. no, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a Tasmanian tiger? No, that's a Tasmanian tiger. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that's awesome. A, a tyrosine yeah, or whatever they're called. Yeah. That, the, yeah, no, that was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, that's, yeah. that's an exact yeah. uh, species, I think, Tasmanian tigers, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. That was people it, people yeah. keep hoping they're still alive. There's always like rumors of sightings, but uh, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. they've been uh, officially extinct for quite a while now. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. yeah. There's yes, uh, black yeah, the... and white footage you can see of one one of them uh, on on YouTube if you Google it. The last known Tasmanian tiger. It's really haunting footage. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Well, yeah, that, became, a... that became dark suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's got to go. It's got to go okay. a little bit dark. I'll take it do. darker. They, you know what they call that? They call it an endling. When it's the last of known of its species, the singular oh oh, wow. endling, the saddest thing you could be. Yeah. Oh my god, that's awful. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. Oh my gosh. The, ga the game you talk about, never heard of it, but there's a strong Crash Bandicoot vibe on. To be honest. In, in yeah, in many ways, in many oh, ways. Yeah. It, it, it was um it, it was it was out uh, on many different things from like GameCube to PS2, Xbox. Uh, it was it, it had a, a release um again. Um, what was it? it? Came out on again. It came out on the Switch. That was it uh, in 2020. Also came out on PS4 in 2020. Xbox One in 2020. Like these re-release versions. 
But yeah, really, really interesting uh, game full of really, really cool characters. There, there's a character I was talking about before, sorry. They're, they're a mechanic dingo, sorry. But uh, Ty also has like, a girlfriend called Ken. Uh, she's another like the Tasmanian Devil Park Ranger. There's like Dennis, who's like a tree frog. There's a whole bunch of these different like characters that exist and stuff. But the story of the world, like I said, is this evil cassowary called Boss Cass. And he enters this place called the Outback to try and steal these five magical talismans so he can become like, the country's ruler. But he gets confronted by you know these bo- these boomerang wielding Tasmanian tigers, which is what Ty is. So the um, game mechanics of the game, he has these different uh, styled or different element based uh, boomerangs that he's able to utilize in different ways. And I absolutely love these. Like they're so interesting, they're so cool. It's, it has a whole bunch of different styles and different types of them. I really, I really, really enjoyed that. Just the ability to do and cause different types of effects and stuff. Like, did you guys? Oh, sorry, J- James. Did you say that you knew this game too? Yeah. Yeah, I I weirdly stumbled across this game. Uh, I didn't even know what to think of it when I first saw it. I was like, "Dude, what is this?" And then it like it's an EA game. Yeah, it's EA. Like, yeah. It's a side yeah. scroller. I, I assumed just, that it would be like a full three D Crash Bandicoot kind of thing. I, I didn't realize it was oh, no, a no, side scroller. No. Oh no no it 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 is you know it is um it is full three D it is full three D okay. Oh, okay, like, yeah okay. what what it, yeah, yeah no what, what it is that you're looking at might be something else but like yeah 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 like, oh, I'm I'll, looking I'll at part four oh my god they made four of them <laughs> I didn't know yeah that. No, they yeah made, yeah, yeah they made four I meant to yeah I meant to actually post the original but I ended up posting four. Oh, okay okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's, here's what you here's what you want. Yeah, oh, got it, got it. basically it, it has it has some really really cool stuff like think like mario 64 but with with like you know dual wielding boomerangs that you can throw and cause different effects and stuff there's a really good video by a guy out there called nitro rad and he did a wonderful video detailing a tyler tasmanian tiger he broke it down and spoke about it at length really really good watch for anyone out there who's interested in yeah. in this or just in finding out about all the games in general nitro rad's channel is great for that but yeah like really really interesting game really really cool characters and just these abilities which are just like really really cool really really crazy to look at like i really enjoyed this i played it like i played quite a lot of it back when i was a kid with a with a friend of mine who still lived down the down the street from me i could go over to his place and then we just play this game a lot right. it was uh it was, it was really really cool yeah yeah bo- boomerangs are uh, underrated as far as game weapons go boomerangs are always oh, fun. Absolutely. Yes. yeah one of the things that was really interesting was the, the ad campaign that actually was this game uh basically i don't know it's like ea sort of was just like hey you know you've got you, you there's a lot of anthropomorphic iconic video game characters but like we are going to actually be at that like we're going to become the cream of the crop basically so there's an interesting uh ad campaign that came out in like 2002 where it's like without saying their names they basically like talk crap about like spyro crash oh, yeah, sonic yeah, yeah. There's a bunch uh, of and it's 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 interesting because it's just like i don't know what kind of metaphorical like balls of steel you had to have in 2002 mm-hmm. to still do ad campaigns that were similar to like that 90s attitude but you know they managed to pull it off and the thing is, is that the game itself is actually pretty interesting it's very it's a very confident uh game uh outside i mean it had some glitches that were going on with it but like at the same time like in terms of its overall like presentation uh it was actually pretty interesting it was kind of like oh man like maybe what would have happened if ty came out like years later like earlier i mean you know like like it makes you wonder it's like well what if ty was first like like, what would have happened 
because they, they honestly like he has like great kind of like personality and like, it uh, and from that era as well it was very um it was, it was built around a lot of like one-upsmanship in a very specific kind of a way right they had that whole you know sega do what nintendo like era it was it was all of that and it was very targeted so mm. if just regarding what it is you said there if ty like did like come out like first i, I do think about that I, I think about the fact that like such a character who is just so they've, they've got such a cool attitude and they've got a nice design they have these wonderful different sets of boomerangs as well throughout the series and i love that you know i love a good pun they've, they've got all of these different ones and they all end with like rang so for example yeah. you've got like the you got like the flame orang, the, the the blizzard, the blizzard orang, chaos orang. You got like <laughs> lash orang, lasso orang, plasma orang, smash orang, zappy orang. Like they all they all end in rang. So like it's really cool. They've got like another one here, like a it's kind of like a time slowing one called like a, a bunch of uh, techno orang. It's called like the chrono orang or infrarang, <laughs> like a you know infrared ray ray orang. Like it it makes you think like you're having like a like a list of tongue twisters to read but these are all really interesting in terms of like actual game mechanics like there are a lot of these are element based like i said some of them involve technology and time some of them involve just you know the actual acquisition of other items so if you if you like you can you can make um you, you can make uh, different kinds as well. So, for example, like you've got one called like the iron bark like rang. So it's kind of it's made from like an iron bark tree. It's a traditional type of rang, but it's it's a really good one as well. So it's kind of like a standard like weapon, and on their they're on hand at all times unless they're thrown, of course. But yeah, like they're very very cool. But I I just love the idea of having a really uh, a really specific uh, type of weapon, but it being expansive in regard to its mechanics. So there's so many different things that you can do with a boomerang, but what else can you do on top of it just being a functional boomerang? So I, I really like that as an idea, and I think that a lot of games from that era are very good at doing that, but I think Ty as a series is one of those which are really we're very good at capitalizing upon the, a singular weapon. Yeah, yeah, it introduced a lot of cool concepts within, like, one thing. Uh, exactly, and I, th- yeah. and I also think that, I mean, for, like, the demographic that they were trying to hit, it's, like, all of these cool, like, sort of cheesy but cool things that kids can say when they're talking about the game to each other yeah sort of <laughs> it sort of encourages like children to sort of like embrace this sort of silly like almost like uh like goofy, inclusive yeah. like banter among each other so it's like mm-hmm. you know like even when they're not playing the game and they're talking about the game i feel like it's like a cyclical thing where they're like yeah man i've been talking about all these like rang based weapons like god i can't wait to finish my homework and play this you know like it's just it's one of those things that like I feel like when kids played this, even with Sonic, even with everything else that was out, like it, it definitely created some memories for people that like, again, it, it goes back to the question. It's like, what if Ty was first, no, you know, 100%, 100%. like, cause, cause it really, it's, it's actually really good. And I mean, even for me, when I got my hands on this, like I, it was kind of like by accident and I was just like, wait, what, what, what is this? What? And I sat and played it for a lot longer than I thought it was. <laughs> like, yeah, it was actually yeah, yeah. really fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, they're, just they're... looking at some of these gifts, like they, it's really, really interesting just seeing how just like well designed, like Ty even like is, and how much his attitude just comes through. Uh, I think it's really cool because like again, like that kind of like, attitude era of like protagonist was very much his own thing. You had like you know you had like a, a Gex out there, you had like Blinksy, like Blinks, all all these characters which are very interesting. But I mean, like yeah, this this one for me at least just stands out in a in a bunch of different ways for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah it's just it's just an interesting game especially the fact that like to me i guess it was toward the tail end of that sort of attitude era so it was almost mm-hmm. like it learned like from like the the games that came before it mm-hmm. and it sort of like benefited from it because 
Like, if if I could... I mean, Sonic did a lot of cool things. Mario did a lot of cool things. You know, obviously with 64 and onward, but, like, for this character to basically show up and be like, yo, you can do all of this stuff with me. Hmm. Like, from the get-go. Yeah. is like... It's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. And also, like I said before, it did get an HD remake. It, it did. And I think... I'm not sure if... Is it still available, actually? I'm not, I'm not 100% I think it's sure. available. Is it on Switch? I think I saw a date, a 2020 date, so uh, that should be a, a recent console. Ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but yeah, like uh, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that if you if if you can find it, I'm pretty sure it should be there. But yeah, like mm-hmm. I, I I just lo- I love this as a as a kid. I thought it was really really cool. It has a really cool soundtrack as well. Really really interesting game. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I got to mention this because you don't really think about uh, when you think about Australia specifically and like what it is that you think of video game wise. Like there aren't a lot of like a. Uh, Australian specific uh, centered games that are massively popular but on top of that too like the protagonist as well like you don't really hear of that all of the time mm. so yeah I think it's kind of cool that they, they had one at some stage it's quite it's quite cool shout out Australia yeah <laughs> all right I got, I got I got two more games I want to mention um let's go okay so uh, first one or a character really I think this is one of the coolest tiger themed characters ever. <laughs> of course of course, of course. gotta talk about cat from uh, Breath of, of Fire 2. Oh, K A T T. I think in Japanese her name was Rinpu, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So she was the first of the uh, Warren tribe characters to appear in the Breath of Fire game. So they're they're tiger people, and they appear uh, throughout all the subsequent um, uh, Breath of Fire games from two uh, through uh, Dragon Quarter. Um, and Cat was the very first one. She was you know this this uh, this cat person that joined your party. I think she was like a gladiator. She, I think she was actually the, the highest damage dealing fighter in your party, um, but she was very fast yeah. and uh, just her design is super cool. It's uh, a classic uh, cat girl, but she, she's very wiry looking, uh, very strong. Mm-hmm. And then I thought they made a very bold decision to make her go bottomless. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's wearing like a top, like, yeah. a and then like, it's just like, like, you know, I, I guess because she's covered in, in fur. Um, mm. it's just like going all, all natural down there, but, yeah. uh, yeah, very, very cool design. And then, uh, you know, what, yeah, what's good? super strange is the, it's the staff. She has a staff with, uh, you know, um, tiger oh. claws yeah. at the, at, at the, um, at the extremities. And that's strange because she's a tiger lady mm-hmm. and it looks, they look like real tiger pounds. So. Where they come from? <laughs> what happened? Right. <laughs> yes. Like, that's like the that's like the the, the when uh, Donald Duck and uh, and Scrooge McDuck are, are are cooking duck, and you're like, what the? It's like, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you eating? Like, stop. <laughs> it's it's like that in uh, yeah. Dalsam's like skulls. You know, it's like yeah, well, yeah. Those are really small. Uh, where did they come from, man? Oh, they're, 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 those are <laughs> oh, the, that's the children. The, that the kid, died. Uh, the yeah. village, yeah. yeah. The village, yeah, it's true. It's yeah. a memento. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out right. Richmond for knowing that. 
yeah. yeah, but I think it's really cool. This character, like, uh, tr- funny, funny thing, actually, just randomly, I played quite a lot of Breath of Fire one, but I stopped. At, I was like almost done. I was like four fifths through the. Four, I was like four out of five, like being close to the game. I was almost almost done, but it was really uh, annoying because I had to stop and then do a bunch of other like life things and stuff. But I've been wanting to get back into it, so I've been watching like some long plays of the game to get back to where I was sort of like mentally, I suppose. Then going to finish this game. So Breath of Fire two is next on my list of Breath of Fire games to play because mm-hmm. I, I own Breath of Fire three for like the PSP and I brought Breath of Fire four for PC yes. a while ago. Like, yeah, so oh that's so rare. I'm, I'm PC gonna be, version. It it is rare it is rare. I know I have it. It's cool. Nice. So I I I am gonna be playing through all of these. So I'll 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 drop back in at some stage. I'll I'll have a, an Adam uh, an Adam special episode where I talk about like yeah, Breath of Fire and how it's going or whatever. But like yeah, like yeah. I, I think uh, it's really cool because funnily enough, I was just I was just thinking about this character because I was just you know reading some Breath of Fire stuff. I just recently as well, I just bought the Breath of Fire art book, the official oh, complete work. So, so I just brought that. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, I, I just bought it, which was a uh, which is very very cool. Bought it uh, okay. last month, but yeah, it's really right. really cool character design. I look at she's good. Yeah, I just quick shout out to um the other other cat people from the games there's there's ray from part three there's cray from part four beautiful game and lynn from dragon mm-hmm. but um okay okay should shall we wrap things up you had one more thing to mention i got one more short 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 okay. one to see if it to sort of tie, tie it all together but yeah. oh, okay oh well, I, I i thought i had a pretty good good one for tying it together too though so who 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 wants to go oh no I, do, do, do you know do, I'll, I'll go next i'll okay. go next just to just so you can have the last one but okay so right just to finish this off with regard to like these zodiacs or like theme games and all the rest of the things which we've mentioned i think it's really important to also speak about because i'd like to speak about this later but like sort of uh, games developed like specifically like, in china or by chinese studios and things like this and i think the one thing which we should really really speak about or games focused around china is a uh, black myth wukong like, speak about this very 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 quickly i'm very very excited for this game it's really, really good. It's being made by this Chinese indie developer called Game Science, and it's based on the classical 16th century myth, you know, this Chinese novel, Journey to the West. And we've mm-hmm. seen so many different things with regards to this as a, as a story, as a tale, for example, obviously Dragon Ball Z, so many different things. But I think personally that this game looks amazing. I think it's a gorgeous game. I think it's going to come out and it's going to shock a lot of people with regard to how not only just a lot, I've heard a lot of people call this epic, but like just in terms of like the scale of like your character and some of the enemies that you fight, it is amazing. It has great God of War type vibes for me with regard to how it is that we're taking down such massive like behemoths and such beautifully crafted like villains and just really really well put together enemies so yeah definitely have a look at this game just want to sh- shove it in here very very quickly because i want to do another uh, big conversation regarding like games developed in china or chinese indie developers or just generally you know games from other places but uh, yeah had to shout that out especially if we're talking about this uh, and stuff it's going to be yeah, yeah. going to be yeah, a great it's, uh, beautiful yeah. looking game yeah i i would actually like to do another podcast maybe about uh games developed oh, of by um yeah, within the chinese diaspora yeah absolutely okay. shout out to everybody over there at game science in china just yeah. doing very good work yeah incredible okay okay last game we we're talking about tony the tiger right mm-hmm. yeah. so mm-hmm. the italian american tiger who who uh, met a very unfortunate fate on twitter so i'd like to end Our today by talking american. about another italian tiger oh <laughs> <laughs> rajang from fight and spirit uh, which was yes. uh, the nice. rare Italian-developed oh, game. Man. 
It's it's a it's a Italian wow. uh, game from uh, the 90s. I think it was made in 90. I want to say 96. Uh, came out for the Amiga, um, and you know, th- th- right back then, indie dev was uh, uh, really really small. You know, like it was pretty much unheard of, um, and uh, they were uh, just a group of. Uh, you know, really plucky, spirited Italian developers. Um, unfortunately, I, I think like the, the the development was really fraught, and like they were they poured their hearts into this game. It's a really cool game. It's called Fight and Spirit. Um, it, it, very Street Fighter Two inspired. Really nice, you know, pixel art uh, and amazing uh, technical accomplishment for the Amiga. But um, they they ended up not getting paid at all. For the development oh, oh wow they, it, oh, it is really controversial the game like just came out at a bad time the amiga was at like the end of its life cycle and the publisher was like hey we just didn't make any money we can't pay you but like they they incredible feat i think a lot of them like I'm, I'm reading about it now i think a lot of them were like 18 19 years old working on it um and oh it's wow a really polished looking game it even had like uh this this like this american style rock song at the beginning with full lyrics and like they had a whole soundtrack but they had to like cut it down because it was a floppy disk game they were like we can't oh, fit wow. all the songs on here you know like yeah they maxed it out at like five floppy disks and um anyways there's Oof. a character named rajan and he's a tiger. Uh, but he's sort of like a tiger man, but it's an interesting mix because he's he's pretty much like eighty percent tiger and twenty percent man, and that's in his very buff man-like arms. <laughs> he's otherwise like <laughs> like a tiger. He's like a tiger with buff human arms, but still tiger mm-hmm. paws. And it's a really bizarre character. Um, I think he's like a servant of like the last boss, but he's like secretly plotting against him behind the scenes. And, uh, and the sprite art's really nice, and um, his moves are actually inspired by Tung Fu Ru from from Fatal Fury. Yeah. Actually, you wouldn't. Expect I was gonna that. say, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that that that's Sagat from Earth Two. You know, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> a, another dimension. <laughs> a literal tiger. One 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 thing which was funny, which I'm just looking at right now. Like this bit made me laugh. If you just pick, press the video, but like when when he gets hit, when when Rajang is hit by a fiery attack, like he, his sprite becomes like it's not it's not like a tiger anymore. He just becomes like a placeholder like, human being for like, like one second, and then he just goes back to being like a big tiger guy, which is very funny to me. Oh. I, I love that. Just the fact that they're um, the fact that they did that. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. He's always transforming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it 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 makes him go. It makes him go backwards into like a that'll be like the placeholder, like on fire sprite for everyone that that, that they use probably. <laughs> but yeah, it's just uh, it's, it's very very funny to see because like Richmond said, he's honestly I'd probably go further. I'd say it's like I'd say it's like he's ninety five percent tiger in my in my eyes because like, yeah. he he literally has tiger has tiger like body, but like the five percent that that's not that he's like he's like a human being in that he walks in a bipedal way. Like he has both his arms out in a kind of like a fighting stance. He doesn't really like he doesn't really like swipe at the person he kind of like he kind of like pause at them it's like a half paw half punch kind of thing which he does like yeah he moves in a very like human inside tiger suit way but like as a tiger it's very odd but cool yeah yeah so that's that's a fighting fighting spirit uh, i think it was developed by uh light shock and published by neo software and i, I think he could find it as freeware now yeah mm. Wow. And the the funniest thing is that I just saw the bonus stage of the game and it's basically the tiger beating an helicopter and I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like why not after yeah. all? Perfect.
No, that was great. I'm so glad that we were able to discuss all these tigers because, I mean, there's so many more which we could do. There's yeah. so many more, so many more. It's like once you get started, it's like a giant, you know, like a, like a train of tigers. It's like all the yeah. tiger characters in Tekken. There's other tiger Pokemon that are kind of similar. There's just so many different things. But, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get into it another day, perhaps. Well, we, we covered some good ones. Yep. Indeed, indeed. All right. Let's um, okay. Let's wrap things up. Uh, why don't you guys let everyone know uh, what you're up to and how how they can follow along? Um, and I'll I'll just quickly get my my spiel out of the way. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm Richmond. I'm the host. So you can follow me on Twitter at uh, r i c h m o n d underscore l e e Richmond Lee. I'm always on there posting threads about you know art, games, comics, you know, and uh, just just kind of farting into the wind, <laughs> basically. A lot of times I'm just researching stuff at work. You know, uh, for for the games we're working on, and then I'll be like, "Oh, that's interesting," and I'll just tweet it out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not just farting into the you're farting into the wind eloquently and with <laughs> very <you>. well researched <laughs> threads. That's Thanks. what I'll say. Right. So yeah. 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 Well, uh, I, I'm, I mean, this is James Stanley, as always. Uh, also known as Beefy Kunoichi on uh, Twitter. Uh, I mostly post about projects that are coming up. Uh, one is my Patreon, actually, is going to be starting in uh, five days of the recording hey. Hey. of this podcast, which will be January the 28th. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. Um, there's a lot of stuff I don't post on the internet, uh, a lot of sketches, concept stuff. Uh, it'll give you a bit more of an insight of like what goes on in my head in terms of like why I correlate things the way that I do in terms of my own creative process and as well as like sneak peeks into the part-time shuffle, like compilation graphic novel, uh, some other things that I'm working on that are part-time shuffle related. So uh, if you're into that kind of thing and you want to kind of know more about like the things that I say, if you like lunch break hot takes, uh, you know, it'll be a lot of that kind of content uh, on my Patreon. So uh, look forward to that. Um, and outside of that, um, I post a lot about stuff I'm still finding out about, like fighting games that I love. So <laughs> if you're into that on my Twitter, you can actually follow me there, which is uh, B double E F Y underscore K U N O I C H I. Okay, my turn. So I'm Thomas, I'm the webmaster. <laughs> um, so what to say? Uh, I don't have a lot of things happening right now. I'm just like, just drawing yeah. things like mostly mostly portraits. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy drawing portraits recently. And um nice. Yeah, developing a few things maybe for James in the future. I oh, think. Oh, oh. oh my god, I also have to work for something uh for Handy. I haven't talked about it for oh, with him oh, for yeah. months now. Yeah, he needed he needed a website to, you know, list his collection of uh, armors and weapons, something like that. I was like, what? <laughs> What's going yeah. on? That that was like surprising and not surprising at all, you know, <laughs> considering everything so yeah you can find me at uh, thomas harris on twitter t-h-o-m-o-m-a-s-o-r-u-s i think oh my god i am well <laughs> and uh i'll just you know scroll the twitter twitter uh, account and you find you'll find my nickname there and so i mostly tweets about uh i don't know funny stuff fighting games uh web development and i roast nfts and uh, bitcoin lovers uh, every day so uh, <laughs> that's uh that's for me of course, of course. So, what's up, everybody? Also, uh, Thomas's name there for anyone that didn't catch it, it's at T H O M A S O R U S. So, yeah, you're you. right. 
Yeah, it was cool. I got you yes, at Tom Sirs on Twitter. But for me, though, if you want to check me out, uh, what's up, everybody? It's Adam, AJ, your favorite game and level designer, pixel art, and international taekwondo fighter once again. Here, spreading the love, spreading the joy, spreading the tigers. Uh, I love <laughs> to share and retweet all kinds of cool art and creative projects that I'm seeing online. Naturally, you'll see me do so with these guys here. You'll catch us online. So if you want to come through and say hello, please do so. Drop us a follow. Drop us a DM. We're always open to say hi. Uh, <clears throat> If anyone does want or need anything else pixel art related, like I said before, I'm open at the moment. Commission life is going well, working on some more personal project related, related things. Things are looking pretty good so far. So yeah, like I said, if you liked what I said today or if you like anything else that I've said prior, you know, yeah, just drop me a follow. We'll, uh, we'll chat it up and uh, we'll say hello. But from us here in the Art Eater headquarters, we are saying goodbye. We'll, uh, we'll see you all later. This was great. And I'm glad that we could get this one done. So yeah. Okay. We have a headquarters? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're floating above above, above the earth. Yeah, so that's what we're doing right now. Okay, yeah, we're, uh, we're in a big ship right now. Art Force One, I know. Yes, yeah. yes, Art Force One. Art Force One. All right, all right. Take care. Okay, yeah. take care, folks. Take care, everybody. Right. Peace, take everybody. Care. All right, stay safe out there.